right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nothing spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got game him. Winning. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. JJ German for the win. He got it. JJ German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Oh, it is a glorious hump day Wednesday. ETSU will take on VMI. What day will it be? Well, we'll find out later today and let you know tomorrow. Plus, you can go to ETSUbucks.com for all the information with the impending weather. Will it be Saturday? Will it be another day? We'll know at some point in time. What we do know is there is no talk of canceling or postponing the game. Uh, it might be moved, but they certainly are going to try to get the game in no matter what. So that is good news on the ETSU football front. It is Wednesday, which means we will have a mystery guest uh, on, and we will have Lando's Land. Landon Owen will be with us to recap uh, college football season and talk about some other things around college football. Where would he go this weekend if the game is played? He may have picked a couple of spots. At, uh, Probably going to steer clear of the East Coast. That's what I'm asking. assuming he's going to go out west. Maybe Wofford, Wyoming. Who knows? Who knows where he's going to go? Uh, but that's going to be our lineup today. But we want to lead off first to open Sandos and the sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can also subscribe to the RSS feed to Sandos and the sidekick. But want to start a couple of ETSU teams in action last night. Yeah, difficult night for ETSU men's soccer over at Summers Taylor Stadium. Dayton's a very solid team, <clears throat> pardon me, and they've faced each other back-to-back years now. First two times that Dayton and ETSU have come together in 2017 and 2018, respectively. And last year it was a 1-1 tie, very hotly contested affair, and a 6-7 uh, defenseman Thor Helgeson for Dayton last year got the only goal. He's no longer with the program uh, for the Flyers, and for ETSU it was Cam Woodfin, who of course after missing the majority of last season was able to get back on the pitch for the start of this year and has looked really good, really back to his old form, had a shot on goal last night and uh, two shots total. Uh, unfortunately, ETSU uh, has struggled at times to score this year, and last night was one of those occasions. Now, they did outshoot uh, Dayton 16-12, to and it's not that they didn't have their chances. They were able to produce a number um, of opportunities right around the net. One particular exchange had three separate shots that were uh, either saved by Federico Berrios. Uh, one went over the top of the uh, crossbar. Bruno Andrade had a great look with Berrios off his line and just left it two or three yards high of that crossbar, and ETSU, after two saves from Berrios and that miss from Andrade, uh, were unable to cut the lead in half. Then Andrade about 15 yards from net, right in the middle of the 18. Just hit one right at Barrios. You go two, three feet left or right, and you're probably getting that opening goal for ETSU. But as it was, I mean, Dayton, I suppose you can say, made more of their chances. But really, the first goal that they got uh, produced a lot by uh, Jake Finer. He really was the spark on offense for Dayton. He 
came off the wing and was a sub uh, about, you know, I think 30 or so minutes into the game and was doing some great work off the wing. Crossed one over Josh Perryman's head. It ended up hitting the inside of the far post, and it deflected right back to Jonas Fjeldberg, and Fjeldberg was able to finish it off in a place where Perryman, I mean, really didn't have much of a chance because that deflection was just so fortuitous, came right at the feet of Fjeldberg, and, and he really couldn't miss. And uh, then it was Laurel Og uh, getting the second goal. That one, again, created by Feiner off the wing, and Og um, in the 18 was just able to put in that second goal and those two coming within a span of about seven minutes in the second half. So a difficult night for ETSU men's soccer. Uh, I don't think that they are necessarily outplayed in a lot of ways. Um, they're, they're still missing Joe Pickering on the back line. They're hoping to have him back soon. You know, Woodfin looked good, Andrade looked good, had some chances. Um, but unfortunately for SoCon Player of the Week, Danny Barlow, who scored three goals, three of the six that ETSU has this year, he couldn't find a lot of chances and just a stifling defense by Dayton. Well, I think, the uh, again, it was almost a tough luck loss for ETSU. I felt like I watched some, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole match, but I did, I did watch some, and it felt like ETSU had some runs, had some, some – you hit on a couple of highlights on the opportunities and just, just felt like they're right there. And I felt like that all season. It just seems like, for whatever reason, you know, in soccer it's a popular term, unlucky. Yeah. And I kind of feel like ETSU, especially offensively, have just been unlucky, you know, whether it's been just a little bit above the crossbar or just a tad bit wide or they've had, had chances. And uh, I used to say this in, until Scott Calabrese would yell at me. I said, you know, sometimes you just need a happy accident to happen, right? It's almost like some of the well, most well-struck balls just, just miss, and it's like the ones you miss hit just kind of trickle in there. It's one kind of like hockey. Sometimes, you know, a slap shot doesn't go in, but one that doesn't quite Hacking come off the stick, that's yeah, right. right. It just gets in there. So I kind of feel that the same way, but it – Feels a, a bit unlucky. I do think that again, you look at the strength of schedule. You know, is each issue like top RPI was top thirty going into yesterday. Yeah, you know? as far as strength of schedule, and you're looking at it. You know, number three North Carolina, number five Wake Forest, another team in Dayton that that's been able to make some noise. So certainly some some big opponents. I think they'll get a little bit more uh, maybe true look of, of what's going on when they get Lipscomb, Georgia Southern, and then, of course, uh, a homecoming affair for David Casper when he goes back to Lexington to take on Kentucky. Well, let's not make any bones about it here. Dayton is a very solid squad. I mean, Dennis Courier has been there 14 years, his third coaching stop. He's winning at a 691 clip in his three coaching opportunities at the head level, um, one at NAIA at Harris-Stowe and then um, at Incarnate Word, uh, who actually now Dayton are going to play in their next match. And then, of course, at Dayton, 14 seasons, two NCAA appearances. He's had so much success. He's a very good head coach, and he's led this program to very good things. And with a young squad, because they've got 15 uh, newcomers and only two seniors, uh, they look good early, 3-1-2. Uh, and two. And for ETSU, it was back-to-back -back wins, and now they're 2-4 and four after that loss last night. Josh Perry had clean sheets in those last two matches, one against Liberty, one against Appalachian State. Able to go 2-2 two and two on the homestand. I think they'll feel like they may have deserved a bit better from that high point match, the double OT match. Last night's loss, the first home loss for ETSU in regulation since November 15th of 2015. So it had been quite some time since they had dropped one in regulation, but to a very solid Dayton team who in the Atlantic 10, which has 13 teams, they were picked fifth, and that's a pretty good league with uh, Fordham, UMass, and uh, VCU. There's no shame in that loss. I think Coach Casper will feel pretty good about how his team played those couple of goals going against them. As you mentioned, maybe a bit unlucky. The first one, without a doubt, that deflection off the post, you mentioned a happy accident. That's what it seemed like for Dayton. Well, and I think the interesting thing is, is the scheduling. It's always an interesting animal in every sport, but the fact that you had such a, a variety, three straight road games, four home games, three straight road games, that's not generally, I think, Coach Casper. And again, 
you know, sometimes when you get hired, some of that scheduling's done, some's not. You're trying to fill gaps. But I think if you gave him a little bit of the truth serum about the scheduling, I think he would like, you know, a couple home, a couple away, a couple home. You know, you, you really don't want – Three four three, if you will, on the road to home. And then after those three on the road, you get Marshall at home before you get into the SoCon schedule. Remember now, the SoCon seven teams now in men's soccer was six uh, going into last year. This year it's seven because you've added Belmont. Belmont, the team slotted right above VMI in that preseason coaches poll in the seven team league. So those are the games that really matter. And I think you're right to have to uh, you know play four on the road or three on uh, three on the road after four at home, and that you know really going on those runs and especially starting the year so difficult at North Carolina and Wake Forest. Those are all tune ups because. Because ETSU has kind of owned the SoCon in the regular season over the past couple of seasons, and Coach Casper hopes to keep that up. You have to wait about, you know, six weeks to get into your SoCon season, but that should mean that you have so much soccer under your belt that you are in prime form for October 6th against Wofford. Yeah, and, I, you know, and I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to see Belmont because they used to have some good battles with ETSU and men's soccer. And, and the Atlantic uh, Sun, OVC, Southern Conference, they've done a nice job, I think, of combining some other sports of that people want to play, whether it's lacrosse, it's soccer, um, you know, the, with triathlon coming on, it's going to be another sport that some are picking up, some aren't. I think with lacrosse, that's been a sport that's been rumored that might go ETSU's way if they do. How are they, you know, which league are they going to play in, in these leagues, uh, Big South, I may have left them out, OVC and um, ASUN uh, and, of course, Southern Conference have done a good job of trying to figure out how to accommodate teams, leagues, who's going to take what over, which which is going to do what. I do wish that because women's soccer plays double round robin. Is that, that in the regular season, if I'm not mistaken, in soccer? And I really wish that men's soccer uh, would do that as well. I think it just – you know, and I don't know. I haven't talked to Coach Casper. I know that the, the two previous uh, Scott Calabrese and Bo Shani wanted to to play a a double round robin, and I could be wrong in that as well. Yeah, they just got one. Per, okay, uh, yeah, then yeah. I'm there's just so many more teams. But they have more yeah. teams. But I wish with the not as many teams. Yeah, and maybe Ann Belmont th- threw another wrench into that. That they you know playing ten conference games opposed to twelve. You know, soccer doesn't play that that many contests as opposed so. Uh, if if given, and you could stretch the season and maybe take away one or two non-conference games and go double double round robin, I would like to to see that. There was a time where volleyball did not go uh, double round robin, uh, but in the SoCon, in ASUN, they went single, then they went double round robin. I know volleyball for sure does go double round robin. Again, they they tend to play more games a lot of days, tournaments, not as much rest time as, as there is in soccer because of the amount of running. Some other things that go into just how the sport is played. But I do like double round robin instead of single game just just when you can because I just feel like it's a better stand on where you are in the conference to set another. But either way, I think men's soccer, I'll be curious to see they get especially that road game at Wofford to lead things off. That may dictate how the season goes for them in league play. ETSU volleyball last night and sit down for these stats. Absolute domination of Appalachian State. And Marissa Avanzato, who is the SID for volleyball here at ETSU, she will attest. I said the bold prediction was they're going to go straight sets over App State and not score more than 20 points, their opponent at App State, in any of those sets. And last night um, it was uh, 25-11, 25-15, 25-20. So App State was making some progress, but on 20, once again, a bold prediction from me, who is on top of the bold prediction standings here on Sandos and the Sidekick. We do Mondays and Fridays. Days. Another win, although it doesn't count in the official standings. That's okay, though. 45 kills to 10 errors for ETSU last night. They hit 423, 353, and 316, respectively, in the first, second, and third sets, and hold App State to negative 036, 079, and 108. So it was a complete smashing of App State. Alyssa Cavarda, 33 assists. 
Uh, you had 11 kills from Mariah McPartland. How about AJ Lux? 10 kills, no errors, hit 526. She has the fourth best mark in ETSU history in single season hitting percentage. Uh, that was two years ago. I think it was like 334 or something like that. So nothing new for her to be able to cash in on her opportunities the way that she has. Braden Tutton, eight kills, no errors, hit 727. The team as a whole hit 357. And uh, then you had defensively 45 digs to just 37 for App State, 10 apiece for Maria Popovich and Leah Clayton, uh, who comes up just short of a double-double, eight kills, but those 10 digs as well. Uh, really a complete team effort. Those middle blockers, Mariah McPartland, um, as well as uh, Braden Tutton and Kayla Massey have been very good for ETSU this year. You've got Clayton off one pin. You've got Lux off another. And everyone is working together to the point that this team right now uh, looks kind of unstoppable. Now, of course, we're talking about an App State uh, team that you know hasn't brought an incredible amount to the table. They were 6-3 and three going into last night, but ETSU just exerted their authority. Their only loss in the last, let's see, boy, nine matches, I think it is, is to Cincinnati. And that was an extra points in a five-setter, 16-14. to 14. And, of course, Cincinnati, uh, no slouch. The Bearcats are, are a solid program. So uh, everything going right right now for ETSU on the hardwood. You've got uh, this weekend the Western Carolina, or excuse me, Western Kentucky tournament at Western Kentucky, uh, then Northern Illinois and Washington State before you get into SoCon play. So unlike those soccer uh, teams, the men's and the women's, you don't have to wait quite as long, and really the rubber's going to start to hit the road here on the 19th against Western Carolina. One of my favorite arenas, the uh – the Diddle, the Diddle Arena, why Diddle up there? So it's it's a great place actually, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, we played uh, a couple of basket. Well, actually, we played a regular season men's basketball game there, and then the women's team was actually an NCAA tournament at that site one time. So uh, I've enjoyed a couple trips there. So we'll see how it goes. I also wonder about peaking, uh, sort of like we saw basketball last year. You know, 16 game win streak, rock and rolling. I think this team is that dominant. It's not that situation. I'll was still a little suspect of men's basketball even during the run. There were a lot of things that kind of went their way. I'll be curious to see if something turns around for volleyball, how they're able to handle it. But they are so laden and been together. A lot of those players have been together four years. And so that certainly helps when you're talking about leadership, been in the, the crosshairs, right, been in the situation where things don't go your way. So really looking forward to Coach Lindsey Devine in the volleyball season. They've got, as you mentioned, one more tournament, and then they, then they crank into the, the league play and see how it goes from there. They're leading the league in hitting percentage and opponents hitting percentage. And with how they're playing right now, you look back to last year when they were 5-9, and nine, I believe it was, in the non-conference, versus 9-2 and two this year. And they've got those three matches coming up this weekend. So to already have four more wins in the non-conference after a year where you won the Southern Conference postseason in straight sets, by the way, 3-0, 3-0, 3-0 to go on to the NCAAs. The rest of the Southern Conference should be on alert and absolutely flat-out scared of what ETSU has been able to accomplish so far in this non-conference season. We'll step aside for a timeout. It'll be Lando's Land. We'll talk college football with Land. And also, he had the, uh, I guess, the, the luck of the draw, if you will, from his work to go uh, up to the old farm where they had the, the big um, – a fundraiser with all the golfers, you know, Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, uh, Peyton Manning, all those guys were there. Uh, Dan Marino was there to for the American Legends at the Old Farm. Yeah. $57 million were raised uh, wow, that's awesome. uh, for the Mount Mission School. So we'll talk to him because he was there. I want to hear his take on what it was like to be there with the legends and everything and also talk a little college football and see where he's going this week. Uh, it's definitely not going to be in the South, I'm assuming. So we'll talk to him about that. And more Lando's Land on Sanderson Sidekick Podcast. You can download us on SoundCloud on iTunes here in a week or two. We hope to be back up on Facebook Live. But right now you can just get the podcast on one of those two sites. We'll step aside for a timeout. Landon Owen up after this break on the Buccaneers Sports Network. 
Get ready to get your game on with the Tennessee Lottery and fill up your day with fun. Like when you need to upgrade the fun on that road trip. When you could use a little did I just win $50 fun. Woo, yeah! Or when you like to add a side of fun to that next snack. Mm, wow, good. Would you like some fun with that? Well, yeah. Then play the Tennessee Lottery. And for just a dollar or two, you can get your game on. Please remember, play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services. We can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I, I just can't reach out and grab it. <laughs> Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. as he always is every Wednesday for Lando's Land. I know we normally talk college football with him, but we're going to start um, with at least one of our favorite sports as uh, Landon, the one of the two guys running the golf crusade. I've been on that crusade, but what an experience you got uh, to see on Monday, sir. Could you break that down for us? Yeah, that was a pretty special day. They had uh, not 
a common bringing together of legends. And calling it the American Legends was very fitting. You had everybody from Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Lanny Watkins, a little hero of mine, um, to Lee Trevino, Peyton Manning, Lorena Ochoa, Tim Fincham, uh, Dan Marino, Jerry West, uh, just an unbelievable gathering of American sport legends. Uh, raised, like you said, almost $57 million, set a PGA Tour one-day charitable gift record, breaking the Old Farm's own record, uh, set back with the big three when they had Arnold Palmer, um, uh, Gary Player, and Jack Nicholas uh, together a few years back. But what a tremendous experience. Uh, gallery was great all day long. The beautiful morning, of course, the threat of rain, uh, but that held off completely. Uh, it was just a beautiful morning, and uh, I had the great privilege to go up on the hill and take some sunrise photos. So you'll be able to see those on the Golf Crusade here real soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a great day, and uh, congratulations to the Mountain Mission School. Uh, this will set you guys up for a very long time. If you had to pick uh, in a, a very short time to talk about, but if you had to pick one or two things that was just personally for you as a fan, it was awesome that you got to see, what would that have been? Uh, well, okay, so my nickname growing up was Lanny, and I know I'm putting that out over the airwaves, and that's going to come back to bite me, I'm sure. But uh, my parents uh, named me after Lanny Watkins, so I had never got to meet him or anything. Um, 30 years ago, they went to the U.S. Open when it was in Rochester, and they told him at the tournament, hey, we named our son after you. Um, so I got 30 seconds with him to just kind of tell him that story, and he gave me the, oh, you got to be kidding me. Um, but that was it, got a handshake and moved on. But seeing Jack Nicholas there, I'd never seen him um, even hit the ball in person before, so that was kind of neat. And uh, Of course, Peyton had a big gallery around him, so you could you could throw a dart and hit a legend and uh, have a great experience there. So it was great, saw lots of friends, saw lots of community leaders, and um, thanks to Food City and Blue Emu for sponsoring that. It's uh, certainly a, a great thing everybody put together, and Mr. McLaughlin for, for hosting. Were there any celebrities or pros that hit a golf shot that me or you would have been proud of because we could have hit that same golf shot? Uh, I saw a few celebs hook one in the weeds. Yeah, uh, so I, I can was, do that with a best. Definitely, uh, Lee Trevino was uh, pretty pretty funny to follow around. Followed him early. He didn't even warm up. He just went out there and started hacking. So that was just that's what we do, right? Um, so it was just great to see those guys and Gary Player giving. Uh, Watch Gary Player give Jack Nicholas a golf lesson. That was something I never thought I would see. Um, so it was great. Uh, all the legends were engaged. Uh, very cool. And uh, they're human. They hit some poor shots, which was nice to see. But Jack, at his age, still was probably the best golfer out there. So it was pretty pretty spectacular. Did anyone pop one up about 180 yards into the right rough and then have to go and hit their second shot into the woods and look in the woods like you often do, Landon? Uh, I, I thought you were going to say like yourself. But. No, 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 no. I got some distance on mine. I hit low rising line drives, my boy. You've seen it in person. They are pretty. They are pretty. They are fungos, but they are pretty. <laughs> did, uh, did, did, oh, there you go. The hot t- did, uh, did anybody hit a car landing, or is that just me? My only guy, it's, oh, it's, it's oh no, that is. Sidebar. Totally we'll, just you. We'll <laughs> just have to tell that story later. All right, let's get down to football. We're getting a little short on time. Uh, obviously, the southeast getting uh, mauled in even east coast now, uh, probably more than what is considered south, uh, people having to move games, this, that, and other. So I may take away from where you were going to go this week, but where, where would you go? If you're, if you're not at the ETSU VMI game, where are you going? Well, I was in, it's, 
yes, those plans were taken away. There was going to be a good one, and there was going to be a good one in Raleigh. Um, and it's neat when all those schools in the triangle play at home together. I've always wanted to go and try to hit all three uh, at the on the same day um, if they time out properly. Uh, we'll see if the schedule aligns, and we'll do that another time. Um, Marshall, uh, one of my alma maters, got a big game coming up down at South Carolina. Um, but weather going to impact that a little bit, so we're going to we're going to go far away from the weather, and we're going north. We're going to the homeland for Lando's land. We're going up to Syracuse. Shocker. Last year, Syracuse pulled off a big one against Clemson. Guess what? Florida State comes in a little wounded this week. Uh, they struggled in their opener. They struggled with Samford, a uh, great SoCon program. So I got the Qs. I got the Qs big. I got the Qs 41-24. Woo! Seminoles getting four points as a home dog. So if you got a money line out there, they Landon's 3-0 and in the year. Take it to the bank. We're going with the Qs and the uh. upset. Don't you think that Florida State may be not wounded, but perhaps a bit angry after nearly driving that game to Sanford? Well, yeah, but would they be angry after they got embarrassed at home against Virginia Tech and they came out flat against Sanford? Now well, they got to so go on the road I have, against I have a, a high-scoring offense. I have a theory I on that. Be a win. Whenever those schools, and, and we saw it at, even last week at, at Tennessee, whenever there's, there's a little bit of a simplified system now when they have to turn it on they turn it on but i do believe that some of the big power five schools try to get away with not doing anything and then when they get pushed back against the wall similar to florida state all of a sudden the second half of that game they're 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 running a few more plays and looks that i think they didn't want to now i think that's an advantage to syracuse because i think florida state did not want to run some of those plays so i do think that i do think that some of those teams simplify and just try to survive though well if it comes down to it i think that if florida state drops this game it's just the fact that they're not good then they're not good much like michigan state is not good this year because they almost lost utah state they go on the road lose to arizona state and arizona state now number 23 in the country if you have three close calls or losses in your first three weeks you're just not good so there you go. But okay, yeah, so I think, yeah. No, I was just going to say. So you've got the Q's winning. That uh, a little bit of a homer pick, but since that is your homeland, I'm expecting you've got some great things to do, great places to eat, more importantly, great places to play golf. I got three things for you. So it depends on what kind of trip you're going up there. If it's just you and you're going with some buddies, uh, and you're just going up and you want to go to the game, you want to tailgate, make sure you go downtown to the original Dinosaur Barbecue. Most people don't think of up north as being a barbecue hot spot, and you're absolutely right. It's not, but this place is. This place is legit, uh, and this would do anyone proud uh, to say Chad Dinosaur Barbecue. It's a staple. It's the landmark. A little bit of a tourist trap, but it's worth it. Go do it. If you're playing golf, you got a couple buddies coming with you, you can go over to Turning Stone Casino. It's in Utica, probably about a 45-minute to an hour drive, but they've got three PGA-quality courses out there. Uh, they're they're uh, Native American names, so they're really hard to pronounce, so I'm not even going to try. Um, but trust me, they are great. They've hosted PGA Tour events before, and they're fantastic conditions, uh, tour quality. Uh, you're going to pay a little bit, so uh, look for a, maybe a little twilight there early. But if you're going on a couple's trip, uh, where I grew up in the Finger Lakes, great wine country, second highest wine-producing region in the country, long, skinny lakes that uh, run about 40, 40, 50 miles, something like that. Um, and wineries up and down each side, breweries, distilleries. Uh, it's become a haven. It's exploded. So you can hop in a limo or a tour bus uh, and go up and down the lakes and uh, have a have an enjoyable time, we'll say. 
So, so you're saying me and my golf buddies cannot play golf and enjoy wine country? You can do both, but there's a fewer quality golf courses in the Finger Lakes than uh, over at the casino. So, so the, the, if you're going to do one or the issue. other, you're probably going to suffer on the golf uh, or you're going to suffer on the uh, good times. Yeah, we never suffer on golf, right? That's, 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 you always that's suffer right. on golf is the other way to look at it. Well, that's fair, too. Um, but, yeah, and, and the casino part of it, right? So you can play a little blind well, back You're speaking you're everyone's language yeah. here now. You're talking golf, you're talking casino, you're talking wine. I mean, it's pretty good. You know, you've got the kind of triumvirate there. Speaking of three, you talked about the triangle and going and hitting those games. That's kind of the triangle of what we're looking for here on Santos and the sidekick. Yeah, certainly. And, and he mentioned Right, and, and the, the tailgating and, and barbecue. I mean, do they use the Johnson City, New York barbecue sauce or uh, Of course they is? do, yeah. The speedies. That's the, that's the greatest secret known to man right there. All right, Landon, we're a little short with you this week. We'll have more time next week. we got to get to our mystery guest. I have no idea what's going on. Mike Gallagher is Seth. He's very proud of himself. He's grinning ear to ear over here. So we have a mystery guest, Landon. Landon, every Wednesday, buddy. I hope you enjoy uh, your fake time in Syracuse because I know you're not going there, and I hope uh, your orange can pull off the upset. And I'm really mad because I can't take that now because I was going to do my bold predictions with Syracuse, but now that you've said it, I feel like that's going to be tainted. So I'm not going to be able to do that, but I hope your orange pick up the win, bud. I'll let you borrow it if you need to. Let's go. Let's go orange. Yeah, I don't want to bring it up because uh, I'm surprised Landon didn't. He's 3-0. and He's trying to go 4-0 and on his picks of the week there. So no problem. We'll see how it goes. We appreciate it, Landon Owen. As always, Lando's Land. Don't Thanks, forget Landon. you can download us on SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe on RSS feed. You can get all the Santos and Sidekick episodes. This is episode number 12, our mystery guest. Where are we going? Are we going athletics? Are we going entertainment? Is it my man Ice-T? I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out. Uh, Mike Gallagher is going to let me know because I'm clueless. We'll find out who this mystery guest is on the other side of this timeout. This is the Buccaneer Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a day's double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. 
Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Trump. Trudeau. Trick Daddy. Tram, the insult comic dog. Who's next? I don't know what's gonna happen! Secrets. Sandos and the sidekick. What is still oh, going on that. with this bumper? It um, is incredible. It is. It's my favorite. Uh, every time we do one, it's your favorite. Let's, let's pick one and stick one. <laughs> it's like the third time you've – it's my favorite. It's my, this week it's, it's the, the third time. I probably said like 15 times. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's my favorite. Yeah. All right, so the the premise of this is I kind of made a joke one time to Mike when we were debating – Chase handles Mike Gallagher with if you haven't figured that out. But saying it's in the sidekick. But I kind of made a joke. I was like, you know, it would be awesome if we just had a random mystery guest Wednesday. And it was just kind of a, a blurted it out. Really wasn't much thought into it. And then we started thinking, you know what? Heck with it. Let's just buckshot the field, see who we can get, what we can do, intermingle some ETSU people, athletes, coaches, play-by-play, announcers, maybe even color analysts, just whatever, actors, movie stars, just see who will be willing to come on this podcast. And especially when you're only like, you know, we are now 12 shows in, it may not uh, have a whole lot of responses. Needless to say, Mike has been very excited. The whole part of this, too, is I have no idea who it is. Right. That, that, that's, that's part of no the deal. No fun in telling you. Right. And so I'm never going to know uh, whether the people are able to come on exactly when we need them to, when they're not. So some may be recorded, some will be live. But either way, I'm never going to know who it is until we get to this moment right now. Go. It's timely. Football season. And when you think of ETSU football, who are the top individual names that stand out in your mind from the program's history? Top individual names. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Smith is certainly in the conversation. And then uh, um, uh, Thane Gash will be in the conversation. He played in the NFL for a while. Donnie Abraham. Boom. Mystery guest. Roll it. Donnie Abraham, our mystery guest this week, ETSU football alum, third-round pick, 71st overall, went on to a very successful career in the NFL in the last 12 years since his retirement. Abraham has served as a coach at the high school and college levels, working his way to the University of Illinois in 2017. A second season looked like it was coming this year, but a few weeks before the season, Donnie decided it was time to take some time away for what was characterized as personal reasons. Donnie saw in the stories that are out there that it was to be around family and a key time of your son Micah's life. Firstly, I hope... Everything is going well, Donnie, and fill us in on this last month. 
Yeah, hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, everything, everything's going well. Uh, you know, I, like you said, I was, you know, going through this coaching thing. Uh, a lot of years of coaching. Um, ended up in Illinois. I started to kind of step away about a month ago. Uh, kind of get back to school and get back with family a little bit. My uh, my youngest son is in his senior year at East Lake High School. You know, I conference my Florida, so just kind of wanted to get back and uh, kind of see him play. You know, those some of the the years that you kind of never get back, you know, so I had an opportunity to do that and just, just kind of wanted to get back with family a little bit. Now, it was a bit easier with your other son, uh, Devin, right, because you two actually faced off on the football field over the years. Yes, yes. With him, you know, in high school, uh, we, we faced off against each other in high school and, and in college when I was at Illinois, we played at USF, so... I don't have a good record against him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to say he's three and zero against me. So, uh, you know, so looking looking forward to sometime maybe hooking up again in the future, and you know, seeing if I can get that elusive win. Now that's kind of a good thing in a way, right? You're like, well, look what I've been able to do to raise this young man. He's better than dad. <laughs> well, that's a that's a coach player thing, not a player player. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I saw Devin got the chance with the Raiders after the draft this year. Is that right? Yeah, he, he had a chance to go out, uh, you know, to do a weekend mini camp with the Raiders, uh, and he actually went to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, so for him, it was good, good experience for him. Uh, you know, unfortunately, nothing panned out from those two, uh, those two camps, or anything. But uh, he got a chance to experience that, and and now he's just, you know, he's just working hard to try to try to get in. You know, may have to go use a, you know, go through another avenue to get there. Um, but, you know, he's working hard every day, and, uh, you know, I get a chance to kind of work with him and help him as well as he as he chases his dreams, you know. Now, I read a few articles leading up to this uh, just to get your philosophy kind of on, on raising your sons and your, of course, football history. I mean, that naturally will push um, uh, people that you're around and those that you're raising to maybe be in football, but that isn't something you really stressed a whole lot to them, was it? I, I think I read some things that said you just wanted them to do what made them happy, go to whatever sport that they wanted, but they both ended up doing football. Right, yeah. You know, there's something growing up because it, it's tough, you know, when you, you have a child uh who you know tries to live up to to what their mom and dad did you know so for me it, it was a for me it was a way of just kind of letting them grow up letting them make their mistakes letting them learn how to fix those mistakes going through adversity and things like that so i've always wanted them you know to have fun in whatever sport you choose you know you don't have to try to do anything out of the story now you don't have to try to live up to a name or anything like that just go and enjoy it and have fun, you know. And I actually tried to steer both of them away from football. Hmm. You know, playing the sport, and especially when you had a parent play it, you know. But they both kind of gravitated toward it. They both enjoyed football, you know. Trying to, I try to steer them also away from playing defensive back <laughs> <laughs> because I know how difficult it is and was, you know. And uh, and somehow they both. Uh, they both kind of gravitated toward defensive back. Like my oldest son is a safety, and then my younger son is a corner. So, you know, is is a you try to steer them away, but the fact that they chose that, you know, is also pretty good because that's you know that's what I'm most experienced in. So, I can give them advice, I can help them out, I can kind of you know teach them along the way, uh, you know, and things like that. So, it is a good thing as well. 
Now, your youngest son, is he someone that will be getting the chance at college? I'm not sure if you can name specifics or anything like that or want to go into it, but is he the caliber of player that will be getting those chances at that next level as well? Yeah, he should He should have the opportunity at the next level. Uh, you know, hopefully everything pans out for him. Uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's the one that, uh, I guess, has gotten his mom and dad's speed. You know, his mom ran track at ETSU as well, so mm-hmm. – uh, you know, so the the youngest one, he is the most athletic one out of uh, my other two children. So he should he should get a shot, uh, and, and we just see what happens in the future. Now that kind of leads me to my next question. You step away from coaching this year. Now, when he gets a shot somewhere, is Donnie Abraham looking to get back into coaching? It'd be kind of cool to be able to coach your son. You kind of know where I'm going with this. <laughs> well, I I definitely. Uh, still enjoy coaching still love coaching you know so the plan in the future is to continue coaching uh, now you know i can't see in the future so i'm not sure where that's going to be but i do love coaching love teaching love mentoring and things like that so the plan is to, to get back on the, on the sideline you know whenever that uh I'm that, so. now wikipedia is not a good source but on your wikipedia page it says that you swore you would never be a coach. Firstly, is there truth to that? And secondly, what was the change, if that is true? It, it, it was the truth to that. <laughs> that is true. That, that is something that, you know, that's on record of me saying, you know, as a player, you know, because as a player at the time, you know, it, it's one of the things you like, well, you put in so much time as a player. And all that time you put in as a player – you still see the coaches put in probably two or three times more than that. So at that time as a player, that was a statement I made. It was like, man, you know, if I put this much time in the players, it's like impossible to put this much time in as a coach. So therefore, at that time, I didn't see myself, you know, ever being a coach. But then, say that, then again, now as you retire and as you leave the game, you know, you, you retire, you sit there and you watch football, you see a lot of things going on, you get back in your community, and you see all the places that that or all the guys that need mentoring and need help. And, and you're sitting there, you're saying, well, I got all this experience, I got this God-given talent, you know, and everything. So what way can I continue to put it to you? Well, that's to give back. And, and throughout the years, I, that's how I kind of got into – the coaching you know just started helping guys um you know train and then just work with guys individually and just doing things like that and sooner or later you know that passion continues to grow for you to be a teacher because that's pretty much what you are as a coach you're a teacher right so the so the passion just kept growing and growing and growing and you know i was like man i gotta you know i gotta keep i gotta get into it i gotta push more this passion has keep growing i can't you know can't control it you know so the next step for me was well maybe let me try this coaching thing you know so i got into coaching thing at the high school level and i enjoyed it uh and i just kept going from there just getting different level of experience you know went from high school to to arena league um you know then i went to img academy which is a high school but more like a college uh then i got an opportunity to go to illinois so just getting different experience, working with the young kids, working with older guys, uh, you know, being a coordinator here and there, just getting different experience to, you know, just kind of, because who knows what the future holds for me, so I just want to make sure I'm prepared for that, you know. 
Let's look back now. It's been 22, not to date you, but it's been 22 years since you left ETSU. When you look back, what comes to your mind? Well, when I look back at, you know, ETSU, I I mean, it's a great, great university, great place. Um, You know, when you look back at it, when when you're in college, you kind of take things for granted, you know, a little bit. Uh, You kind of – you don't realize where you're at or what you're doing while you're there. You know, for me, it wasn't until I left these years, you say 22 years, and now I go back and and see how Johnson City has grown, seeing how the Tri-City area has grown, uh, that you really appreciate what you had and things like that. But, you know, now when I look at it, I mean, the university, the the place is awesome. I think it's a great area, um, great town. Uh, You know, now that football is back, you know, it's even better. Uh, and things like that. So it's, it's definitely a great place that I love. And uh, and every time I go visit, uh, you know, I'm just smiling and grinning from ear to ear because I, I've been there and I've seen where it's gone to from when time I was there until now. And, and, and it's just it's just great. It's a great place. That sounds like you do still keep up with ETSU football. You saw the Randy Sanders hire, I'm sure. Have you seen the new stadium yet? Uh, how often are you around, and have you gotten a chance to experience ETSU football in this, um, I guess, new era, the Randy Sanders area and the outdoor on-campus football era? Well, I got a chance to see the, the stadium uh, probably about eight months ago. Okay. Uh, I got a chance to see the stadium, and I could be a little bit off with time. Um but the stadium and everything is, is great. Um, you know, I, I try to get back, you know, at least once a year. You know, it was kind of hard when I was coaching and stuff now. So, you know, I have a little time at this moment, so I may try to catch a game, uh, you know, coming up pretty soon here. Um, but everything they're doing is, is, is great. The, the new stadium, it was awesome going there. They got Coach Sanders in place now. I think Coach Tolvich did an a excellent job of, of getting the program back off the ground, uh, setting the foundation for it. Uh, and I think Coach Sanders uh, is going to take it to that next level. Um, you know, like I say, with, with the facilities now in place, coaches now in place, uh, you know, now the next step is, you know, can, can ETSU get to that national brand? You know, can it can it get to the level of North Dakota State and those type of things? Uh, because if it can, I mean, I think Johnson City is just, just waiting to erupt, you know, and support a, a, a team like that, which they already have great support. But just just taking that next step, I think, would be huge for for ETSU and the university. That's Donnie Abraham, mystery guest, part one, part two. When we're back in Santos on the sidekick and the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. 
purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole, the clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. Trump. Trudeau. Trick Daddy. Tram, the insult comic dog. Who's next? I don't know what's gonna happen. Sandos and the Sidekick. A bumper so nice we had to play it twice. A mystery guest so legit that we got two segments out of him. Back to our conversation with former New York Jets and Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive back ETSU alum from 1996, Donnie Abraham. Just a couple more for Donnie Abraham, ETSU alumnus, 1996, third-round pick in the NFL, spent nine years in the league. Did you have more football left when you left the NFL, Donnie? And what was motivation behind retirement? Well, I personally, I think I had more football left, um, you, you know, but it's just sometimes you make choices in your life. You just kind of feel, you know, at this time or this moment, you know, it's time for me to step away. You know, a lot of guys don't really get to step away from from professional sports on their own terms. So for me, for me to be able to do that, you know, I, I knew – I had to have some type of security, and for me, that security was my family. Mm. Uh, you know, because being able to step away, if you got a strong family and you got the support and everything, that you, then you can you can make it. Because a lot of guys struggle when they step away from the game. You know, but I, I knew I had a strong family support, uh, 
and I knew if I made that choice uh, that I would be okay. Um, and, and I made a choice at that time. Uh, do I feel like I could have played a few more years? Uh, absolutely. You know, but at that time, I felt it was the best instance for me, you know, my family, just to step away from the game, you know, still healthy uh, and everything. It was fortunate and blessed enough not to have any major uh, injuries and surgeries and things like that. So I just felt at the time, you know, it was, it was the right time for me to step away. Yeah, you have your health, and a lot of players can't say that, and I think that's where football looking a lot different now from when you were in the league comes into play. What do you think of this new brand of football that the NFL is putting on the field that's really come on a lot of changes over these last couple of years? Yeah, uh, of course, anytime there's change, anything, it's going to be met with resistance. Um you know, I think the NFL is going in the right direction. We're trying to put in all these safety protocols. Um, and, and you know, is is this kind of, you know, uh, when you look at some of the rules, of course, you know, defensive guys are going to say some of the rules are unfair and things like that. But I think once the players get used to it and then once, you know, we get a few years under, under the belt with these new rules and, and players learn how to adjust to it, you know, I think everybody would be fine. Uh, but but the bottom line is the safety of the players and, and, and whatever we have to get to in this league uh, that that is going to make the players safe, then, then that's what we got to do. Now, will it change the game a little bit? Absolutely. Uh, but the game changes every year anyway. Uh, you know, but we just got to make sure that, you know, we get more players coming out of this league healthy uh, you know, so that they can enjoy their life when they get done. And that's kind of the most important thing from all these rules. From a consumer perspective, when you watch the game, do you, do you feel like it looks different? Do you feel like some of these safety changes are, and I, I quote others here, hurting the product because so many people are saying, oh, it looks like touch football and things like that. Obviously, they don't have the perspective of player safety being the number one and their priorities are a bit misaligned, at least from certainly yourself, a former player, your perspective. So do you think that that, product on the field has been hurt at all or do you think it will just take some getting used to also from a fan perspective I think it would just take some getting used to uh, I, I don't think it has hurt the game I mean you can kind of look at last year's profit that, that the NFL made they're doing alright uh, they're doing okay <laughs> they're doing very well so I don't think it's hurt the game I just think it's going to take some getting used to uh, and I think once uh, you know everybody gets used to the new rules and once they continue, once the league continues to, you know, either upgrade or, or tweak these rules, then I think everybody would be fine. But it, but it's tough because to me, these rule changes put more pressure on the officials. You know, they, the referees, I don't know how they, they ref a game with all these new rules and because a lot of the stuff is judgment calls. Is a guy lowered his head? Did he raise his head? And things like that. Uh, so I think it puts a lot more pressure on officials to to try to be consistent, you know, with calls and things like that. But I think once everybody gets used to it, uh, of course, this is America. And, and as Americans, we all love to do what we all love to complain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just for whatever reason, right. we, we love to complain. So I think once everybody gets used to it, I think some of the complaining and stuff are kind of, you know, settle down a little bit and, and, you know, we just, and we have a good game just like we have now because 
I can guarantee you, if you ask anybody, would you rather want football or not have football? Everybody's gonna say they they want football. I can't, you know. So yeah. <laughs> you know, so we just have to adjust to it, and and this is the way it is, and we just have to adjust to it and just keep going, uh, because the all, the other alternative is just to take football completely away, and I don't see that happening, you know. Donnie, I'm completely helpless. I, I I was sitting there at the coffee shop trying to do some work yesterday, and I kept going to the different game updates. I am I am a innocent bystander when it comes to being captured by the NFL, so I certainly don't want the NFL going anywhere over the next number of years at least. Um, right, absolutely. Last one for you, Donnie. We really appreciate the extended time. I've really enjoyed the conversation. You've alluded to a little bit um, family and mentoring, teaching, or things that you're very passionate about right now. What are the next few years in your mind looking like for you and things that you are passionate about as you um, go into, uh, boy, the late 2010s and, and early 2020s as you try and find a kind of new direction, maybe professionally or same type of direction. What's next for Donnie Abraham? Well, the, the only thing I can really say, because I, I don't know what the future holds, I mean, I, you know, uh, but I know I do have a passion for coaching. I do want to coach. So wherever that takes me, you know, I, I can't say if it's higher level or back to high school or college or anything like that, but just wherever that takes me, you know, I, I still enjoy it, uh, you know, still still want to coach and things like that. So it's kind of one of the things we, we just kind of see, you know, where that takes me, uh, you know, in this near future and, and things like that. But it does give me, an opportunity now, like I said, to get back with family and friends and, and like be able to kind of, uh, you know, help my younger son and older son as, you know, he chases dreams and things like that. So it just gives me a little bit of opportunity to spend a little bit more time with them, uh, you know, and then whatever happens after that, uh, you know, we'll see. Donnie, that's awesome that you're getting the chance to do that. Appreciate the time very much today. Uh, good luck in whatever comes next. Hope to talk to you again soon, okay? All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Donnie Abraham, your thoughts. Good guy. Uh, Well, first of all, as a kid that came to ETSU games and just missed uh, being on campus with Donnie, uh, I think I came January of 96, and I think he had just wrapped up uh, playing in the 95 season, graduated in that spring, but I didn't actually. But as a kid coming across the mountain from from North Carolina, he was one one of my favorites, and I always had a thing for defensive backs. I love Thane Gash, who's an ETSU guy. He's a big Ronnie Lott fan because he's make people look silly. And so Donnie kind of fit that mold of that. So I, that was awesome. Um, uh, and every time I've had a chance to talk to Donnie, I've met him once or twice. He, is, he has been great. He has been fun to deal with. He's an ETSU supporter, but he's always had trouble. Because, you know, he's playing or other thing. So hopefully uh, we will see Donnie more. Hopefully we'll see him at a game, get him up in the booth and – I like that he left the door open that uh, you can call back because yeah. I certainly have a lot of, of fanboy questions I could have asked him. Now that it's not a mystery anymore that we can get Donnie Abraham, we, we've got his contact information, and he did say, you know, call whenever. It'll be good to talk to you. You know, maybe the next round you can go ahead and ask the questions that I may have missed. You being more of the historical perspective from the area and being around campus as long as you have, I'm sure there's some things that I left out that fans would like to hear about. So if we do talk to Donnie again, and hopefully that is the case, we can certainly do that. And as we're sitting on the air right now, I'm getting emails about, Next mystery guest, I've got another one lined up for Thursday. So we're talking about that it's a little slow to develop and things like that, but mystery guest requests are coming back, and we're starting to get a little bit Do you tell them that they're a mystery guest? I do tell them that because I think they like the fact that, oh, there's kind of an angle behind it, and I'm kind of like going to be a figure that is much anticipated and things like that. So I think that that is maybe where things are going because the emails to Coco and, and things of that sort didn't go well, so I kind of changed up my approach. You know, you got to adjust. 
No, I agree. Totally. Football and podcasts are about adjustments. Love it. Love it. That'll do it for our Wednesday episode. Santos and the sidekick tomorrow is Thursday. we gotta, we got to get something up for a crazy coach, if I'm not mistaken. Plus, we'll talk to the head coach of VMI, Scott Walkenheim, about the matchup between ETSU. And then I believe we have four downs, right? Thursday's a four down. Day. One, two, three, four. Boom. I don't know if that was as good as your four, but it was there. That'll do it. Sandos and the sidekick. Big thanks to Trey Adams back in the studio. We'll be hearing from him tomorrow. Curious what his questions are going to be. We also need to cut out a few sound bites for Crazy Coach. We'll talk to him on Thursday. It's been a great edition. Big thanks to Donnie Abraham, who joined us, plus Landon Owen. That'll do it for today's episode. Don't forget to download to SoundCloud and on iTunes. You can subscribe. More Sandos and the sidekick tomorrow on the Buccaneer Sports Network.